Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Pam Hup. No, I'm just kidding, because you would die if you were on that date. Guess who's back? Pammy's back. This is a, a date with Dateline, by the way. What's up with Pam? Installment three. Let's get huppity. Yep. It's all hup from here. <laughs> Love lift us up where we belong. <laughs> I can go all day. I know you can. If you're new here, stop. Go back. Listen to Keith and Dateline's podcast, The Thing About Pam, or watch the Dateline episode, The Thing About Pam, because that's the most recent episode out of the five or maybe six. Otherwise, you'll be so confused. And at the very least, listen to our coverage of it, of the Dateline episode. It's a two-part called What's Up With Pam. Right. Which is Katie's amazing title. So the thing about Pam, the miniseries starring Renee Zellweger as Pam Hupp just finished airing. So yep. now they're calling this episode the real thing about Pam. This episode aired on April 15th, 2022. It is season 30, episode 22. Season 30 has been a, just a banger. Hosted by Keith, our lean king, whom we adore. Couldn't love him more after this episode. So what is the thing about Pam? Pamela Hupp, that is. Keith says, but as much as this story is about Pam Hupp, it's also about this woman. It is Leah Askey, who is the prosecutor who put away Russ Faria wrongfully. She says, before we even get started, in the beginning of the episode, they're like showing clips and she says... I'm not a person who's going to sit in judgment about anybody else, but I'll put my morals and my ethics up against anyone. I want to not be here anymore. Can we just end the podcast? I don't mean this episode. I mean, like, can we just end the podcast? We might oh, have like to we're, just we're done. I'm retiring my mic. Like, I burn my headphones in effigy. I'm done with this woman has dunned me. There are some frustrating moments in this. So I'm just saying, maybe get yourself something that you can bite into. Like maybe you need some jerky or something. Like something you can just rip off with your teeth. Be careful if you've got crowns. Or twist. Like something you can, like a washcloth. Something Mm -hmm. you can wring of your hands. Ring, yeah. I had to stop a couple times. I stopped I a few had to times. walk away. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people did. We might, after this podcast is over, maybe put a list of soothing, calming websites you can go to or YouTube videos of puppies that are best friends with kittens or something to calm you down. Maybe if we get real hot, we can just insert some cool water sounds. Yeah. Just uh-huh. sporadically. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So Dateline has wanted to talk to Leah Askey for years. And for some reason, she has agreed to sit down with Keith. Now, given the history of her absolutely terrible decision making, I'm actually surprised she hasn't come on Dateline earlier. Oh, okay. Because this was a terrible decision to come on Dateline. It is going to further ruin her life. And the fact that she chose to do it, knowing what we already know about her, I'm surprised she didn't do it earlier in one of the earlier five episodes. Where you been, Leah? But for some reason, she really feels like now is the time. So let's examine that further as we get into this, because there's going to be a few things that led me to kind of be like, oh, that's why. And so and I feel like they're not good reasons, but I see why 
in someone's head, they might be a good reason. Does that make sense? In a delusional narcissist's head. I think if you were just... Or just well, a I don't weak, even know if person. she's a narcissist. I think, I think she she's just, just people... a weak, weak person. No, I think we are in just that territory that really bums everybody out, which is I can't admit that I'm wrong. Yeah, weak. Because I think strong people admit they're wrong. But it should have happened so long ago that I think that doubling down became tripling down and quadrupling down where you just kind of are just underwater. The 90 day fiance effect. The I married someone from another country and they are 40 years younger than me and make me buy them things every day. But they really love me, even though everyone told me that they didn't. But I will not admit that I've made a mistake. Yes, it is the 90 Day Fiance (laughs) effect. But I was excited to have her. I got to say, I was excited to hear what she had Um, to say. I felt dirty after. I felt angered. Flames on the side of my face. People are going to turn off the episode. It's going to be great. No, it's going to be fun. I do think she definitely did not get to see the miniseries before she came on the show and doesn't know how terribly she is about to be portrayed by the incomparable Judy Greer. Judy Greer, yeah. Did you finish the miniseries? Yes, I did. So did I. And what I would like to say, (laughs) speaking of Judy Greer, to Leah Askey is, say goodbye to these. (laughs) But I would like to say goodbye to you, Leah. And if you haven't seen Arrested Development still yet, We're still mentioning it. Let's just keep going. We're not going to stop. No. Okay. So she's going to tell us her side of the story and why she was right all along. Sure. Okay. She says, I did my job and I did it well. And if I hadn't done it well, we wouldn't be here having this conversation. This is insanity. This is the Twilight Zone where the pigs, people have pig faces, but I don't have a pig face. I'm so confused why she thinks... If she hadn't done her job well, it's precisely because she did her job so poorly that we are there having this conversation. It's literally the opposite. I really just have a lot of questions. I clearly have worked this out in your head, and I'm glad we're going to get some answers as to how you've worked it out that that's your reasoning. How you can sleep at night. Yeah. But what mental gymnastics have you done in your head, Leah? It's a lot to do with the business of what exactly is her job job and what are the duties of that job it's gonna get real technical yeah and she's real wrong according to all the lawyers that wrote to us on twitter yeah so she says she did her job well she did her job so poorly in my estimation that anytime someone does their job poorly on a future dateline i'd like to submit that we start saying they really asked that up or we can say they really asked that up Oh, Kimberly. Make it a twofer. I'm writing it down. I think her name should be a verb. That hop. You're going to love one of my titles. Oh, good. You're going to be real excited about it. So we rewind to the very beginning, 2011, in Lincoln County, Missouri. Russ Faria walks in, finds his wife, Betsy, dead. Russ calls 911. He is brought into interrogation. It's a traumatizing time for him. And he is wearing... Katie's obsession, interrogation room blanket. A white one for half the interview. Yeah, not pink. No, it's white. I don't white. know why so many of them are pink. 
There is a chance that it's light pink and the coloring. I mean, we're seeing, you know, interrogation room video. So it could be just yeah, it's, a tone mm-hmm. set on the thing. This is a notorious 911 call. So if you haven't heard it yet, go listen to it because he is so, 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 so upset. And it actually right. causes him a lot of problems because of how upset he is. Right. Now, Leah, barometer of good judgment and emotions as she is, thinks that his sobbing on the 911 call and his sobbing in the interrogation room are fake. She thinks there are no real tears and he didn't even need a Kleenex. To which Keith says to us, she must have missed this part of the interview. And they show a clip where a detective hands him a giant paper towel. It's like a beach towel. And he uses it to sop up the tears that are all over his face. And I think blow his nose. You can see exactly where this episode is going because we're in maybe the first seven minutes. Mm-hmm. And Keith is already like, what about this? <laughs> was that shade? The whole thing is shade. We can't even play our game. Was that shade? Because the whole thing from Keith is, it's not even shade. It's, it's not outright shade. disdain. It's more just incredulity. Incredulity. I got there. You did. I think there's a few points in this where Keith seemed to genuinely expect that this interview was going to go differently. Not that he shouldn't have expected it to go differently. I would have too. If they were agreeing to come on, Mm -hmm. I think you're assuming that the tone is going to be much more apologetic and it was a much more defensive posture. And I think that surprised him. Yeah. But he's such a pro. You're right. It would surprise any reasonable person. Yes, it would. So... Betsy's daughter, Mariah, we are seeing her for the first time on Dateline, and wow. she's portrayed heavily in the miniseries, obviously. We're also talking to Betsy's mother, Janet. She's been on Dateline before. Also, I forgot kind of what she looked like. The casting, spot on. They Phenomenal. Did, like, the hair and makeup work they did on the mom to look just like Betsy's mom, Janet. Just like Janet. Just like her. Really, so, really good. Also, again, the hair and makeup work on Renee Zellweger is amazing. The prosthetics, yeah, yeah, the prosthetics alone. So Russ was the daughter's stepdad, but from the, when they were very little, Mariah called him dad and loved him like a dad, and that relationship gets tarnished by this whole thing. He is their dad. He's not their bio dad. You're bringing it up because they bring it up. But really, it's odd that they bring it, not that Dateline brings it up, but that it seemed to be something in the prosecution team and within Pam that it, this is their stepdad. It, it's not, though. He raised these girls. He is the only dad that they've known. He's their dad. And I think there was some tension between them, and that's how they were able, and because of the step-parent, they were able to kind of push this wedge between them. They being the prosecutor and the investigators. I agree. I agree with that. So Pam Hoop-Hop, who is Betsy's friend, she starts off right away saying bad things about Russ, how Betsy wanted to divorce Russ, how he would play this game with a pillow over her head, all this horrible stuff. This is when she's being interviewed by the police. They arrest Russ. Leah, prosecutor, thinks it was a rage murder. He had called 911 and said, my wife killed herself. Now, interestingly enough, and I think I'd forgotten this, they mentioned on the state line that Betsy had tried to kill herself twice before. So, And she had depression and she had terminal cancer. So it really wasn't that odd that he thought she had killed herself, except that she did kill herself with a knife, stabbed herself many times in the neck. But they say in the Dateline that she had actually, in her attempt before... Tried with a knife. So... 
Keith says to Leah, because he's Keith is just questioning her on literally everything she says. And it's glorious. She could have said the sky is blue. And he would say, I don't think so. You're an idiot, Leah. <laughs> Except he would have said it in a really dapper way. He would have said, actually, it's a little cloudy, Leah. It's been <laughs> cloudy for a few days. <laughs> he says, why would Russ say it was a suicide if he knew the cops are about to arrive and see right away that it's clearly not a suicide? And he's amped. And it's like the interview is just starting. I don't know. I'm, it obviously probably wasn't filmed in this order. They edited and spliced it in. So maybe right. he's already been sitting with her for a few hours and is super amped. But I'd like to imagine he came in this hot. But he's Keith. He probably came in very nice and then just got hotter as it went on. I'm thinking the minute he realized that this wasn't going to be a full-blown yeah. oop, whoops, uh, oopsie, I made a boo-boo. As soon mm-hmm. as he realized that this was not going to be the tone, he yeah. flipped into hot Keith. Yeah. Keith hot. Hot daddy turned up Keith? The heat. No, not that. <laughs> Turn, turned up the temperature, Keith. Not that. I don't like that. You know, I don't like that. So Leah says, well, Russ, he was just hoping that an unsophisticated law enforcement team would fall for it. And I was thinking, it appears there was an unsophisticated law enforcement team and prosecutorial team there, Leah, but for different reasons than you're talking about. So the detectives tell the family that Russ is the only person of interest, and they really bulldoze the family. Mariah says that they bullied her and they used their position of power as detectives to manipulate her and the rest of the family into thinking it was right. I have a question. How old is Mariah at this point? She's a teenager at this point. Got it. A week after the murder, the police go to the house and spray with luminol. Yes, you heard that right. A week after the murder, after the family had been traipsing all over the house. Keith says, and voila. There they find specks of blood. I like when Keith speaks French. They find specks of blood on a dish towel and they take pictures of it, but the camera malfunctioned. There are no pictures. And Keith asks Leah, wouldn't you like to see proof? And she says, in a perfect world, I'd like to see a lot of things. I'll tell you what I'd like to see, Leah. Oh, my. Oh, boy. I'd like to see you in prison with Pam. It's just the two of you in a cell together, and she can talk your ear off. It's like the ninth circle of hell. Yeah. Leah says, this is real life. It's not television. Things just happen sometimes. And Keith laughs incredulously. It's the first of many times where he laughs right at her face in this interview. I think he's shocked. I think it's a shocked laughter. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And so he doesn't want to say what are you talking about so he just laughs in a way that very much says what the flying f are you talking about exact sweet flying f that makes sense how exactly do you think like this (laughs) that's so ridiculous how how is your brain working in this way i want to poke around in there a little bit yeah i think that's what his goal is is to be like okay if this is gonna go this way then i'm gonna try to figure out what is making your clock tick? Because Like I can't... a scientist that's studying a serial killer. A little bit, yeah. Tell me what makes you tick. So Joel Schwartz, big the time lawyer, lawyer for curly Russ. hair, yeah. is hired by Russ and he gets busy, as Keith says, working on the case. And he finds out right away, Russ has an airtight alibi 
for that night. He was at yeah. a game night with four different guys. He stopped at Arby's on the way home. He has a receipt. It was not Russ. Keith no. asks Spoiler. Leah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. In case you're new here, it wasn't Russ. Keith asks Leah, isn't that an ironclad alibi? And Leah pauses. She purses her lips for about 17 full seconds and says, I didn't think so. And Keith just laughs. And this time there's a little bit of derision that sneaks into his voice. So that's Keith laugh number two. And he yeah. says, how good does an alibi have to be? You thought all four of his friends are lying? And she says, well, I didn't say that. I didn't know. I didn't know. She get, like gets flustered by Keith like nobody else. I yes. didn't say. Um, well, they, I don't know if they were lying, but I thought maybe they were covering for him because That's he was lying. off having a rendezvous with his girlfriend. Full stop. Now you're just saying uh, now you're slant now you're in slander territory mm -hmm. leah because as Sl far as we slandertory. know slandertory because we have never been told that russ had a girlfriend nor is there evidence that he does i mean we this has not come up no proof they couldn't find proof no one found proof he did not have a girlfriend i don't and that doesn't mean that he hadn't in the past but at the current time that this is happening he does not have another woman in his life right so you're saying that his friends are covering for him. Also, she totally disputes this later and says that they were covering for him so he could murder his wife. Certainly She does. fully changes what she's yeah. saying or yes. what she says had said earlier when she's talking to Keith. And yeah, no girlfriend. So Joel figures out really quickly that it was Pam. And then we're reminded of how Pam basically invited herself to Betsy's chemo that day. Betsy kept saying, no, 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 no. I don't want you to come. She just shows up. And then I'm going to take you home. Betsy's like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm staying here at my mom's house. I'm great. Russ is going to come get me. It's all settled. Pam's like, no, no, I'm taking you home. Get in the car. And we're reminded of how annoying of a friend Pam was. I don't like it. I don't like inviting yourself to chemo. And I'm going to say, you're sitting there for a minute at chemo. You're hooked up. Yeah. You can't exactly leave. No, so if someone shows up, person. they're sitting there with you for hours. Well, maybe you're in the middle of like the best part of a book or you're right. really invested in like a mystery show or something. You've got a plan if you're going in, right? Right. You've got you stuff have your to do. bag full of tools to keep yourself entertained. Or you've got someone else with you that maybe you invited. Right. So, I mean. Because you actually want to spend time with them. Right. But this is like a sitting duck. It's really unfair. And it's a sick yeah. sitting duck. So it's very yeah. anger inducing. It is. This is a very irritating sticking point for me. I do not I like. I don't like that. The invitation so, to chemo, inviting yourself to chemo. No. Man. No. Well, Keith says, Joel thought it was a straight out frame up. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was a nice play on a, nice, oh. a, a little dance. He like tiptoes, tip tap dances with oh, his words I like and I like it. He is the Fred Astaire of language. That's beautiful. Pam had recently become the beneficiary of Betsy's life insurance for $150,000. Now, when did this happen? Four days before the murder. How is Leah Askey not seeing this? Has she ever seen a dateline? So you have Pam being the last person to see Betsy and four days before the murder, she became the beneficiary. What's going on in this woman's head? 
Apparently that's all fine. Nothing to see here. That's absolutely yeah. fine. Before Betsy had asked Pam to be the beneficiary, she had asked a friend named Rita, who appears on Dateline, and Rita gets the best B-roll I've ever seen. I will save it for B-roll Bonanza. She certainly does. The best. Honestly, I, I thought think it was the maybe best. one of the best. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And her name is Rita Wolf, which is a very good name. That's a great name. So Rita tells Betsy, I'm really not comfortable doing this. Don't just give the money to someone in your, you know, paperwork. You need to set up a trust for your daughters if that's where you intend the money to go. But Betsy didn't listen. And we are reminded of the whole shady way in which they showed up at the library and they had this girl behind the counter be a witness to it. Oh, yeah. It's all just very suspect. This is where we get to see Joel Schwartz's co-counsel, Nate Swanson. Super cute, by the way. Do, do we know him? Have we met him before? I'm sh- sure we've met him on a Dateline before. On a Pam Dateline, I want to say. I loved him in the his character, his they, the way they portrayed him in the miniseries. He did a great job. And the banter between the two guys. is delightful. That's, that's a buddy cop movie waiting to happen. So Pam, again beneficiary last person to see her alive leah thinks the fact that pam was the beneficiary points to russ brief he found out cool that waters. he wasn't cool waters yeah. so leah thinks that russ found out that he was not the beneficiary anymore and flew into a rage and it was basically pam that helped them solve the case and I was like, just give her the key to the city already, Leah. Like, that's what you want. You love what this woman. World. You need to stop. What's funny in the miniseries, like, she clearly hates Pam. She's so annoyed by Pam from the very beginning in the miniseries, but still ties her st- her wagon, wagon to, that to that star. star. But I don't think it was like that in real life. I don't. I don't yeah, think I she don't. was that annoyed with her in real life. I think in real life, this was a slam dunk case. But what was weird is... Why? Why would you need it to be Russ? I think this was her first murder trial. She really wanted to prove herself in office. And if I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt, which is very hard for me to do. Yeah. What do you think? I might think that being a female prosecutor, you might have to feel like you have to prove yourself a little more. So she wanted a really big case the murder of a wife that had cancer and she was going to take down the husband. But if she had done her job correctly and taken down the friend... It's a much bigger case that the friend did it. That's what I don't understand. That is exactly the point of my question, is why you're going so hard after the husband when it's much more salacious and el scandalo if it's the best friend friend who was spending time at chemo with her. And trying to frame the husband. Then you're the smart one who saw through the frame. uh, The frame job. Frame up, frame job, frame down, whatever. Yeah. And then you get a big pat on the back. I don't understand. So the insurance company calls the police and say, can we give this lady the money? And they say, yeah, Pam's totally not a suspect. Give her all the money. It's great. Wow. So she gets all that money. We meet... Pam's former friend and neighbor, Barbara, who I believe is the same one from the miniseries who has her squirrel killed. I'm guessing, yes. Favorite squirrel. 
Now, she says Pam didn't mention that her friend was murdered. She didn't mention she inherited all this money. She never spent money before. But one day she said, I'm getting mini facelift. Let Come with me. She was very surprised by that. She started spending all this money. She didn't give the money to Betsy's daughters like she was supposed to. And investigators tell Mariah, the daughter, don't sue her for the money. At least don't do it before the trial because that'll make her look bad. And we're trying to get Russ for some strange reason that no one can tell. We're trying that to get your dad. That is so selfish. Yeah, it's like, really bad. We're trying to get your dad. Don't sue this lady for the money because she's our star witness. We don't want her to get asked about that at trial. That's shady. So Leah files a motion that the defense can't mention the money or allude to Pam being a suspect. And the judge who knew Leah from high school agrees. So Russ's trial for uh, was Leah's first murder trial. She says that everyone in the state attorney general's office agreed with her that Russ killed Betsy. And Keith says, wow, twice. I think he kind of had it in his heart that she was the only one, her and maybe the investigators, that thought this ridiculous story. And she says, no, I asked the state's attorney's office and they agreed that it was Russ. And he just says, wow. Wow. I don't think the state's attorney's office knew the details of the case. I'm sorry. I think they have a huge caseload and they're not going to go over every nuance of the case. They're going to be like, yeah, most of the time it's the husband. This looks good to me. They're they're not fine to tell them what she wanted them to hear. Exactly. And we don't know what she told them. Exactly. The miniseries really, again, we don't know how much of it is true, but I think a lot of it is true. I think most of it is true. She... That would be an interesting question to ask Keith. Yeah. She did some really shady things in terms of like hiding evidence from Joel's side, asking for evidence to be destroyed after the trial in case it was ever retried. Yeah. Shady stuff. So. But as far as this dateline goes, what we're told here, we're not told a lot of that. So we have to go with what they're telling us here, because I think that they're able to get away with more in that one because it is dramatized it is a show about something Mm -hmm. but i don't know if it's because they can't say it in dateline because it's a different issue this is a news program does that make sense they're telling a true life story there they're telling a dramatization so yes that could be true but they might not be able to say it on this episode does that make sense maybe or maybe they just didn't have time to say it on this dateline I think some of the salacious stuff, they make time for it. That's true. It's not that they're not making time for it. I think they legally can't say it. That's true. So Keith says there's double wow. Leah is just staring at Keith, not blinking with her clumpy mascara. And it's only drawing attention to the fact that she is not blinking for a very long time. She really should have tried Thrive. If you want to look innocent on TV. Or if you just want to look beautiful on TV. Thrive is the best. Thrive is one of the few great companies that create great products with a great cause behind it because it is cause as in C-A-U-S-E, medics. Mm -hmm. And the name is not an accident. They create high performance, clean beauty and skincare and every purchase supports organizations that help women thrive. Amazing. Thrive products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, and they're formulated without parabens, sulfates, or phthalates. They're great for your skin, and I am convinced that Thrive products give me a higher percentage of good face days. And I love those days. Mm -hmm. 
One of their best-selling products and a favorite of my mom and sister and mine is the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. No more clumpy mascara for you or for Leah or for anyone else. This is the non-clump mascara. Apparently also, everyone else uses it in the world because it is Thrive's best-selling product and has more than 15,000 five-star reviews. That is a lot of five-star reviews. True story. I just gave one to my brother's fiance. And she, love it. she texted me, oh my gosh, I've been trying all these falsies for my wedding and I hate them all. I'm just going to wear this Thrive Mascara. I knew it. See, I'm t- it's the best of the best. So it's this ultra-lengthening, eye-opening mascara. It lasts all day without clumping, smudging, or flaking. It mimics the look of lash extensions. And a huge selling point for my sister, who's a super busy working mom, and also probably great for a super busy bride as well, mm-hmm. is that it's really easy to remove. The tubing formula slides right off with warm water and a washcloth, so you don't have to use harsh or oily removers. And that's just an extra step at night that nobody wants to do this way when you're washing your face you can just wash your mascara off Mm -hmm. it's the best and relatively new to my daily face routine i've been using the mascara a while but new to me is the thrive sunproof three-in-one invisible priming sunscreen did you catch that i love it it's my new favorite It's SPF and primer combined, which means I can protect my skin with SPF 37 while flawlessly prepping for makeup. The Sunproof 3-in-1 Invisible Priming Sunscreen creates this perfectly smooth canvas for makeup that looks fresh and it helps your makeup stay on all day. But non-foundation wearers don't shy away from this because it's super lightweight. It's a hydrating gel that applies clear on every skin tone and it still helps prevent skin damage. So this still helps with anti-aging, even if you're not wearing it with makeup over the top. It's it's great for- Yeah, I wasn't wearing it with makeup over the top. I just liked it because it's not greasy like normal sunscreen. It's not. It's a really nice velvet matte and provides SPF protection and doesn't smell like a coconut. It's a win. Thrive is a fantastic company, obviously. These are two great products, which is in a line of many, many other amazing products. But one thing that sets Thrive apart is their bigger than beauty mission for every product you purchase. Thrive Cosmetics donate to help women in need. That's women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. And now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. You can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com forward slash date dateline. That's Thrive Cosmetics. Remember, C-A-U-S-E. M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash date dateline for 15% off your first order. Check them out and get ready this summer to thrive. Thrive Girl Summer. Thank you, Thrive. So there is no proof that Leah puts forth at the trial that Russ did it. It's basically all her theory. She thinks he planned the murder with his friends and it would be the most ultimate game. Mm-hmm. Because they love games, because they play D&D. But now they want to hunt the most dangerous game. You've got to be kidding. Yeah. And this is literally not what you told Keith, because you said they were covering for him because they thought he was off with a girlfriend. But why am I surprised you're lying? So she thinks Russ dropped off his cell phone at the friend's house, drove home, stripped naked, because there's no blood on him, had sex with Betsy because there is proof that they had sex, stabbed her, 
cleaned up, showered, put his clothes back on. Then when one of his friends drove his phone back to his house, back to Russ, and stopped at Arby's for him. Because murder is hungry business. Right. That should be Arby's slogan. We have Mm -hmm. the meat and the murder. There we go. Keith says to us, really? That was her theory. I have to say, in defense of horses, not zebras, that theory is a zebra. Because a horse is the person who was the most recent to be with the victim and just recently became their beneficiary four days before. That's a horse. That's a really good point. This is a zebra. Keith says to Leah, four people told the truth and you called them liars. Every one of them. And not only that, you implied that they assisted in a murder. That they were accomplices. Yes, accomplices. And I have to start putting exclamation points at the end of anything Keith says, because he's really getting heated at this point. And Leah says, again, not blinking. I told the jury that I don't believe them. I still don't. Cool waters. Cool waters. Russ is found guilty in his trial. Daughter Mariah is very confused. She tells us, I saw Pam's testimony and I thought she should be a suspect. But so did everyone else. Everyone else. But the investigators, again, use their power. Like, we're the investigators here, sweetie. They probably called her sweetie, kiddo. I hope not. Just it's trust us. It's Russ. We have the right person. Let us do the job. So Joel files an appeal and he wins. That kind of appeal has only happened three times in the state of Missouri. Very impressive. That's and wild. But very that tells lucky. you how bad that is. Yeah. Well, I it has to do more with Pam's behavior in a deposition. And she says some things that were that he felt like the jury should have heard and should get to hear now. And right. it, he should get a new trial. Yeah. So Leah tells Keith. I really think that his bruised ego was the driving force behind the appeal. Wow. Okay. That's rich. Because it's not like her ego is the reason that she's refusing to admit that she has made a deadly mistake. Right. But Joel's the one with the ego. Okay. I know he wears nice suits and has fabulous curly hair, but you have quite the ego to miss. Yeah. So Russ gets a new trial. And as we go to commercial... We hear the part where Pam alludes that she and Betsy were actually sexual in nature. And Keith says, oh, my, my. Yes, he does. (laughs) He does that for us. Not for you and me, but for all of us who are fans of Dateline. Yeah. Russ goes on trial again. Pam is now saying that she and Betsy were lovers, (laughs) even though she loves men and she can't wait until Magic Mike comes out. She loves everything about men. That gives me like, it makes like, I know, it makes my stomach turn. I got to be honest. So Russ apparently found out, called them. Nope. No, he didn't. He He just didn't. didn't. I mean, he he didn't. didn't. That's true. But Pam is saying that he found out and called them. It rhymes with tub thumpers. There we go. Tub thumpers. Tub thumpers. And. It's gnarly. It's the article of clothing that is known as a muff. And then it rhymes with tub thumpers, the band. And I think they sing, I'll get knocked down, (laughs) but I'll get up again. Yeah. That one. And you're welcome, because that's going to be stuck in everybody's head for two days now. Enjoy. Because that song doesn't go away. Enjoy. 
so and then he threatened Pam. So that was sure. so so now she's gone from saying I barely know Russ. I maybe met him three times. It was Betsy that I was friends with, which is what she originally told police. And then to I know their deepest darkest secrets of their marriage. To we were lovers. He found out. He threatened me. He got in my face and said he would bury me in the backyard. Okay, so Keith says to Leah. Pam has just changed her story so much, and now she's changing it again for the second trial. Didn't you think, I need to change directions? And Leah says, it's not my place to change the direction. And Keith loses it. This was the one. This was the one. Loses it. He interrupts her in the middle of a sentence and says, it's totally your place to change the direction that's what you do you're a prosecutor you decide who to charge and who not to charge and leah god help her god help her because i want to come after her god help us all god help us all rolls her eyes at keith i ripped my tv off the wall i threw it out the window who gives who I have a lot of questions. Number one, how dare you roll your eyes at Mr. Keith Morrison? Sorry, number one through three, how dare you? One, two, and three are all that question in varying levels of volume. I can't. Number question number four, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? What gives you <laughs> the right? We're just going all arrested development, all the office today. What in the world is wrong with her? What seriously, what's wrong what with her? What happened like in that moment? What did you think was going to happen in this interview? Have you never seen Dateline and been seen those people that the hosts are clearly so they just call them out on you're lying and you thought I'm going to go on and do the same thing. But maybe it's not a lie if you believe it. There's a Seinfeld reference. It's not a lie if you believe it. That's exactly what's happening here. So she says, I decide who to charge based on what is brought to me. Oh, so it's the detective's fault. It's the detective's fault. Sure. And what, she says, what the investigators brought me was good. And in fact, I thought what they brought me for the second trial was so good that if I had had it for the first trial, we wouldn't have even had a first trial because Russ would have pled guilty. Baloney! Can I make Keith yelling at her? My new ringtone. Yeah. So this is one of her, the main things that she thinks is such good evidence that the investigators brought her for the second yeah. trial. There was blood on the bottom of Russ's feet. Not Betsy's blood. Russ's blood. There was trace amounts of his own blood on the bottom of his feet. And Keith says, you can't use that as an argument that he was walking around in Betsy's blood if Betsy's blood is not on his feet. And she says so smugly, I can guarantee you if they swab the bottom of my feet, they won't test positive for blood. I would have loved it if they'd been like, actually, we have someone here to test our feet today. <laughs> that would be so good. And they actually pulled back a curtain and there was an entire lab yes. set up. So it was like a surprise. You are the father. I love you that. You do have blood on your feet. I, I want a Mori Povich Dateline moment. Or it's like here. the old school Dateline to catch a predator. Sure. Yeah, either and one. In, Some, instead of Chris moment. Hansen walking out and being like, I'm Chris Hansen. It was a forensic scientist. It's Henry Lee. It's yeah. Dr. Henry Lee steps out and says, I have swabs here. If you yep. could both remove your shoes. 
I just spilled my Sprite because I laughed so hard. So she says, she says, it's not, it's not, it's not. She says it's not like five times because again, Keith is flustering her. And Keith laughs time number three and says, it's not evidence unless you can show it's Betsy's blood. Look, I probably got blood on the bottom of my feet right now. It doesn't mean I killed someone. Where has Keith been stepping? I want the name and address of the piece of glass or sharp pebble that cut with that hurt Keith. Was he not wearing his converse? No, no, no. I think it's just like everybody has trace amounts of all sorts of stuff on the bottom of their feet. I don't think that Russ's feet were soaked in his own blood. No, it was a trace amount. It's ridiculous. Blisters or whatever, you know. So Joel crushes it at the second trial. His big coup de grace moment is when the prosecution is like well pam had said there's a letter that betsy wrote to her saying how scared she was of russ and then they find the letter on betsy's computer and then joel shows um that it was not written on betsy's computer at all that it was most likely written by pam and then transferred to betsy's computer so he crushes it and it's um, a judge trial not a jury trial and the judge finds russ not and guilty. not the same judge sorry we have yes. to be clear this is not the high school judge not anymore the judge changed a terribly biased judge this right. is a good judge this judge says that the finds russ not guilty and says the investigation was rather disturbing and raised more questions than answers yes there we go so keith asked leah did it occur to you that you fell hook, line, and sinker for every ruse that Pam has put out there to frame Russ. Maybe mm-hmm. it's you that are the dupe and not us. And Leah says, I've been duped before, so no, it wouldn't surprise me at all. But I can only base my decisions on my training, my expertise, my education, and my moral compass. Whoa. I'd like her training, experience, education, and moral compass to call me because I have questions. I don't understand the admission of being duped. But this time you're sure you're not being duped? Despite all reason to the yeah, contrary? In what context have you been duped before? This exact right. same thing has happened before? <laughs> what are you talking about? What, is, what does she mean? No, seriously, that's what it sounds like. No, seriously. Like. Did you meet a housewife who shops at Kohl's and she convinced you that someone else murdered someone that they murdered? Is that what happened? Because that that's kind of what it sounds once? like. I have concerns. I've been duped, but she'll admit to being duped before. But not but this time. N- but nothing else. Yeah. None of the other evidence shows this or this or no. this or this. None of the, she will make no other concessions other than, well, I have been duped before. This is like Ben but on I, 90 Day Fiance admitting that he's been catfished before, but mm-hmm. insisting that this time it's not a catfish. It's not a catfish. And he knows 100% certainty. It's true love, Kimberly. Stop asking questions. Yeah. So next is the trial where the daughters, Betsy's daughters, are suing Pam for the money because she never gave it to them. And she is belligerent on the stand. And we get the original scene, which people, I think, were shocked by Renee Zellweger being so obnoxious on the stand. And they forget she was actually like that. She does this, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. No, it's like one specific question where they went too far, and I don't remember what it was. She was kind of like that the whole time, though, because she's like, did I not say that? I had a sack full of money. 
what did I not say that? Like, she's so overly confident, this woman. Yeah, and unpleasant. Unpleasant. But she's able to fake it and tricked a lot of people that she was this sweet, helpful neighbor friend. Mm. But then when the veneers come down, it's like really all the way down. I think she's one of those people where if you don't know her too well, they're great. And then the minute you sort of start to get to know them on a deeper level, it's rough. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is why you don't have a lot of close friends. Right. Like, why is her closest friend this neighbor, Barbara? We're seeing why. This is why. Exactly. Yeah, this is why. So Mariah says it was very bizarre. She is waving her arms around, gesticulating on the stand. It's very strange. But sadly, in the end, the girls lose this case because there's no proof that Betsy wanted Pam to give them the money. Even though she had told people before that reason that the prosecution team and the detectives and everyone sort of let her go on the money was that it was because she was giving it to the girls. Right. And had her set up that dress. And she, so she, had she told she, everyone that. But then in this deposition, she said, no, she never said that I had to give the girls the money. Right. She totally backpedals on that. Yeah. She told the family that the money was for them. Yeah. And I'm going to put it in a trust. And then she doesn't do the trust. And then the police are like, it's going to look really bad in the trial if you still haven't put this trust together for the girls. So she put it together for the girls. And then the second the trial was over, Russ's first trial, she took away the trust. So super shady. So sadly, the girls are getting no money. And Pam is just smug, 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 like she swallowed a canary, leaving the courtroom. And she says she sees the Dateline cameras and she says, say hi to Kathy, which is Kathy. Also, I do a good Pam Hup. You do. If I could just pat myself on the back. It's a little nasal and Midwestern. So Mm -hmm. that's Kathy Singer, who is the producer of all of the Pam Hupp stories in Dateline in other episodes as well. And Kathy is a character in the miniseries. Yeah, So because she really dug into this story, she could tell right away that something was really, really off. Dateline was a big part of this case. A Weirdly, huge part Dateline of the case. itself. Okay, this part I'm going to rush over because we did hear a lot about this in previous episodes. Pam kills a man named Louis Gumpenberger, who is a man with a severe brain injury, as if we didn't hate her enough. And mm-hmm. she says Russ hired him to kill her. Now, right away, the police, or at least on Dateline, in the miniseries, they make it seem like the police are suspect right away, especially when they realize Pam Hupp is involved. We yeah. meet Tim Lomar, who is the prosecuting attorney in the county where Pam lived, which is where this shooting was. And right. he is he's a prosecutor. Did not notice for a second. OK, I'll take your word for he it. He looks like Superman. He realizes that six days before Lewis was shot, the police in that county had gotten a call from a woman named Carol McAfee, who has appeared on Dateline many times, basically squeaked out from being murdered by Pam Hupp. A woman pulled up to her house and she said, hi, I'm Kathy. I work for Dateline. Can I offer you a thousand dollars? to record a soundbite for Dateline, to which Keith always, even on the podcast, The Thing About Pam, he's like, by the way, we do not pay for soundbites or interviews. We never have. It's not something yeah. we do. So yeah. they, this woman, Carol, 
she used her intuition and she got away. She's very lucky to be alive. Mm -hmm. So they use Carol's description of Pam. She picks her out of a photo lineup. She had uh, cameras pointed at the car. The car's license plate was registered to Pam. So they figure out Pam must have done this exact same scheme to lure in Lewis. They find out that her phone was at Lewis's apartment complex. They use her cell phone pings to show that she was at his house, even though she said she'd never met this man before. He just attacked her outside of her house, then followed her inside, and she shot him out of self-defense. And that her phone was there for four minutes. So it wasn't just that she was driving by. It's that that they obviously she stopped and had a conversation or something. Picked him up. It was there for an extended period of time. And then they have a a security camera outside of a bakery called Heaven Heaven Sent, which I think we liked the name of last time. And it catches Pam's car driving by with Lewis in the the passenger seat. So... I don't like because you can't see him. And I'm like, can you show us the zoomed up picture where you see him in the car? I know. Please? They're like, sure. I don't feel though. like this is good evidence. And I'm nervous. At this <laughs> point. You got to get Pam. I know. There can be no holes in this case. So they arrest Pam. And she was sure she was framing Russ successfully this time. Again, she was getting it. The, basically how Russ is framed is that there is a letter in his pocket. Right. That says... Kill her like Russ's wife, get Russ's money. Like Russ had hired this man to get the insurance money from Pam and then she killed him. Even though, by the way, there were several insurance policies. For some reason, Russ wants this one. There were a few different insurance policies on Betsy. There was one through Russ's work. There was one somewhere else. Like Betsy had signed over one of them to Pam, not all of them. Right. So it's such a weird motive to be like, get the money. What money? Right. So she is arrested. And when she's left alone in the interrogation room, she steals a Bic pen. They do it really well in the miniseries. It's like a very long sequence. She takes herself to the bathroom and she stabs herself in the neck with a Bic pen. Brand's unhappy being on Dayline. So unhappy. Like, th- that's the highest level. Yeah. This one was the highest level yeah. of Brands unhappy being on Dayline. It was that pen. Also, it was shocking the first time. Do you remember? I was shocked. Yeah. Because you think the story must be over. Each time there's a new twist, you think it must be over. And then... I have to say, I know that we can blame that this second murder happened because she wasn't put in prison the first time. Right. Also, she did it so poorly because she got away with so much the first time that she didn't even think it was almost insulting how much she thought she was going to get away with with this second murder because she got away with so much the first time changing her story up and down changing her story on the stand but this time it was like meh. she admitted on in one of the trials i guess it was the they didn't talk about it in the dayline i shouldn't talk about but in one of the trials she fully says i lie all the time to get what i want yeah. When people piss me off, I lie all the time. Yeah. Bad on a thousand levels. It's, it's so like frustrating. she was already had hubris and Leah Askey empowered it even further by letting her get away with this. Yeah. And the investigators, I should say. So no one really believes that she was trying to kill herself. They believe she just wanted to maybe postpone a trial or somehow get out of this murder More time charge. to think, I think, is what More they More time said to too. think of yeah. her story. Mm-hmm. 
I want to go back for a second. So the Dateline doesn't talk about this, but again, the miniseries does. And I just, the reason she wanted to frame Russ after he had already been acquitted so badly was a couple reasons. Which we don't know because it's only according to the miniseries. According to the miniseries, the main reason would be there's a new guy who's running for DA for lead prosecutor. And he, if he wins, wants to reopen that case, the Betsy case. And Leah is like, well, if I stay in office, you know, obviously you're not going to jail. Nothing's happening. And so Mm -hmm. Pam needs to prove that Leah was right all along. Russ was the killer. It wasn't her. No one will be charged with murder. Dateline will finally leave her alone. She won't be charged with murder. It makes sense. I'm hoping that's what was real. I think that was real. It makes sense. Yeah. She winds up in a suicide watch unit of the jail. And we meet an anonymous corrections officer who is all in shadow. Thank goodness, because she's scared of Pam Hupp. And she should be. So she spent three years watching over Pam Hupp. And she says that Pam acted like she was in charge. And she tried to pit the other inmates against each other. Like, did you hear what so-and-so would said about you? Trying to get them to fight each other. And Keith says, to what end? And the officer says it was a mind game for her. And she just really lived for that, for playing the officers, the other officers and the other inmates against each other. And to just toy with everybody. Just because she was bored. She never showed any empathy towards anyone. She calls Pam a master manipulator, very narcissistic, and just cold. And I would like to know if this lady is okay. Someone check on her. I think she's, I hope she got moved out of the unit, but that was shocking information. Yeah. Because it just kind of confirms everything that we think. She's a puppet master. Yeah. Even in prison. So prosecuting Tim seeks the death penalty, but he offers a deal. And we hear the audio of Pam calling her husband to talk it over. Her husband, I have so many thoughts about, but... Did we hear that before? I don't think we've heard this audio before. It felt new to it me. It felt okay. new. So she says there's she can't get a fair trial because there's too much out there on her because of the papers, because of Dateline. She blames Dateline and the news for a lot papers of stuff. for everything. Yeah. Keith Morrison is out to get me. So she ends up taking an Alfred plea, which says, I do not admit to any guilt, but I do acknowledge that they have enough evidence that I would probably be convicted. So right. she doesn't actually have to admit that she did anything. Of course not. But they think that they're never going to get her to admit it, right? I think... I'm not sure why they offered her the plea. Oh, they said because they never, she would never admit to it. She would never admit it. But why didn't they just go ahead with trial to save money? He said that. He said it was more expensive to do a death penalty case. Right. Okay. Because it's more, it's way more expensive to do a death penalty case. I think it's a considerable amount more. So they just take it on the chin, I guess. Mm hmm. And do this, but even though it's, and I think that they are also thinking at this point that they are going to get her on these other murders. Right. They're going to get her on Betsy. That's what I'm guessing. That's possible. That they thought, okay, we may not be able to do it in this one, but let's get her behind bars. And unfortunately, what the miniseries points out is that now there's going to be no trial and Lewis's family 
we'll never really get to see her have to admit anything. And that's really sad. So, sorry, when she goes to court to make her plea, her Alfred plea, Russ says on Dateline, she looked like the old hag that gave Snow White the apple because her hair is no longer dyed. She's looking a little rough. Echo, stop. Excuse me. Echo likes to talk to me. Do you have your Echo named God? No, <laughs> that would be amazing. I wish I could do that. So, has no one a, done that before? They did your can't. program, and so you could say, "Hey, God," and then Echo answers. No, I just have You're a choice of what I can call it. I can't choose what I oh. call it. I would love oh, okay. to do that. I would call it Katie, oh. and I would say, "Oh, oh, oh my God!" I just made God really mad. Can you hear the thunder? <laughs> <laughs> it seriously is just crashing down. Oh my God! Outside, that was scary. We can't all use and apostrophe, Russ. Acne can come at the most inopportune time. It can come when you're on trial for murder. It can come when you just get acquitted mm. for murder. It can come when you're mm. going to prom. It can come when you're going to your wedding. It can come every single day of the week until you don't want to look in the mirror anymore. And yes, I've had breakouts oh. at some very significant events in my life. But even more than that, the day-to-day dealing with cystic acne is really what got to me. And if you don't feel good in your skin, it can be demoralizing. And that's why here at A Date with Dateline, we love apostrophe. Not only has apostrophe significantly improved my skin with my treatment plan, they have helped me feel a little better on an everyday basis just when I look in the mirror. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. Apostrophe connects you with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. All you need to do is fill out Apostrophe's online quiz about your skin goals and your medical history. Then you take some pictures and your dermatologist will create your customized treatment plan. Bada bing, bada boom. Apostrophe treats all <laughs> kinds of acne too. It doesn't have to be just on your face. It can be hormonal acne, chest knee, back knee, or butt knee. They treat breakouts head to head to butt. And but. seriously, butt knee can be very painful. So apostrophe is here for you. I was dragging my feet on the actual process that I knew I was going to have to go through to improve my skin. I was first just looking online for a dermatologist. I was asking friends who they knew. I was trying to navigate through all of these different channels to basically get an appointment with a dermatologist. After I made the appointment, I knew I was going to be sitting in a waiting room and then have to go and wait in line at the pharmacy. And we're busy, folks. I'm busy. Mm -hmm. I got a busy life. So apostrophe is just a dream come true. Because when you have your first visit with an apostrophe provider, you know that on the other end, there is a real dermatologist taking care to craft your own personal plan tailored just to you. And when you receive your first box in the mail, number one, it's adorable. And number two, you know that your skin journey is starting and everything's going to get a lot Mm. clearer in the future. And you never have to wait in a single line. It can't get any better than that. So get started on your good skin journey. We have a special deal for our audience right now that can save $15 off your first visit with an apostrophe provider. That's at apostrophe.com slash date dateline when you use our code date dateline. This code is available only to our listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash date dateline. 
click begin visit, and then use our code DATEDATELINE at sign up, and you'll get your first visit for $5. It's incredible. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash DATEDATELINE, and use that code DATEDATELINE to get your dermatologist-crafted treatment plan for only $5, because clear skin is in your future. Thank you, apostrophe. Katie, I'd like to talk about the opposite of the anti-help, shall we? Oh, Bombas yeah. Socks. Bombas' mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you're also giving to someone in need. Everything Bombas makes is seamless, tagless, feels luxurious, made out of the softest materials. I spent the day yesterday outside with my family celebrating Joni's 75th birthday. Everybody say happy birthday birthday to Joni. And I was wearing my Bombas shirt with invisible seams. It's so soft. It hangs so perfectly. Underwear that makes you feel like you're Uh not even wearing underwear. And I was wearing my all-purpose performance ankle socks basically my entire outfit was bombas i was winnie the you were it kimberly sponsored by bombas um, walking sponsorship <laughs> because bombas is the bestest wonky <laughs> it was hot outside i stayed cool i stayed comfortable my feet didn't hurt bombas equals magic plus Socks, underwear, and t-shirts are three of the most requested clothing items at homeless shelters, and Bombas donates one for every item you buy. So you can feel really good about feeling good. Mother's Day is coming up, and they have a ton of stuff for mothers. They have new patterns. They have a tropical print that's super cute. Get your mom something that will make her feel like the Bombas on Mother's Day. Check them out. Go to bombas.com forward slash date dateline and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash date dateline for 20% off bombas.com slash date dateline. Bombas, 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 bombas. Now for cat moms too. <laughs> yes. Get for, get the, for cat the cat mom, mom and dog life, mom guys. in your life. Mm-hmm. So Pam, thankfully, gets life in prison. The same charges that Russ was charged with, which he just found the irony just delightful. He's just giddy about that. Joel Schwartz says blatantly, if the original investigators and Leah Askey had not done their job so poorly, Lewis would still be alive. And they have blood on their hands. He says it in no uncertain terms. Now, when Leah heard about what happened to Lewis... She tells Keith, I thought it was a terrible tragedy, and Pam has lost her marbles. She snapped. Keith laughs for the fourth time and says, a lot of people would think that there's a lot of things about Pam that aren't entirely normal. But the fact that she would kill that person to try to frame Russ, who was acquitted, that must have made you change your mind. And Leah says... It definitely made me think she's capable of more than I gave her credit for. So that's as close as we're going to get. That's it's not nearly close enough. So Keith says, you know, a lot of people think you have blood on your hands. He just says it right to her. And she says, I didn't have anything to do with his death. I was elected to do a job. Here's the rub. I did my job and a jury convicted Russ. I didn't convict Russ. I didn't, Leah, I didn't convict Russ. I I couldn't have done anything differently. 
other than not prosecuting him, which I would have done had I not believed that he did it. And at this point, Keith starts covering his mouth yeah. with his hands because he's trying to hide the fact that he is smiling, grinning, smirking, about to laugh oh, for the oh, fifth time. Oh, I don't think time. he's about to do that. I think he's about to rage cry at her. Yeah. Rage cry. <laughs> but she didn't do anything wrong. A jury convicted, Russ. A jury convicted based on the BS that yeah. you spewed and based on the fact that you got the judge to not let Pam be brought in as a potential other suspect and bring in the right. money issue. The fact that she's right. the one that had the motive. And you said all that BS about the friends lying for him. It's the fact that he had a clear alibi. This whole thing is on you yes, and is. the investigators. Russ feels the same way. He sued the county, the investigators, and Leah, but they are excused from the lawsuit because of prosecutorial immunity. Leah is. What is that? Which um, means that they can do whatever they want. And a lot of times police have police immunity as well but a lot of people think that should be abolished because then they have no consequences and in this case she had no consequences for putting a man away wrongfully convicted and sometimes you can sue the state or the county for putting you away wrongfully and in some states you can't so there are cases on dateline where someone was put away for right, 30 exactly. years for a crime that they did not commit and they can't yeah. get a cent which is cruel and that's it's horrible. But Russ, in this case, was paid by the insurance of the investigators, I guess. And he was paid $2 million. Something, was, at least. Uh, that can buy him a lot of fedoras. And I was happy. Did we mention Russ yeah, loves he to wear love fedoras? A he loves a hat. The judge in Russ's first trial was suspended and then voted out of office. Yeah, I'm me super too, happy actually. to hear that. That was great news. Leah was, this is the best news ever, voted yeah. out of office. And the man who won in a landslide, Keith points out, is Mike Wood. And he basically ran on a platform of let's get Pam Hupp for killing Betsy yeah. Faria. So he reopens the Betsy murder case. He holds a press conference saying we filed murder charges against Pam. After investigating, he said, I didn't even need to investigate. The work was already there. The evidence was literally right there. there the yep. whole time. And this was the poorest work of investigation that he and his team had ever seen. And it was driven by ego working towards an agenda instead of the truth. And he's going to launch an investigation into prosecutorial and police misconduct. I hope that's real. Send Leah to jail, said with clapping no, emojis. No, but they might take her license. They, they very well could her. disbar her. Yeah. I hope that he does actually do that and not just say he's going to do it. I, I hope he does it. Follow through, please. Mike. Please. Mike. We I think he might just right because there might be he, enough public pressure for him to do it. Mm -hmm. He says three individuals came forward totally separately and say that they were pressured to lie on the stand. And by these are Leah. detectives. And these are they are law enforcement that worked on the case. They're flipping on her, which is great because she keeps blaming it on them. 
the reason I put Russ on trial was because of them. And they're like, she forced us to lie on the stand. Basically, hide facts, lie to support her theory about Russ and lie about anything that would implicate Pam. It's the opposite of what her job is. Again, why? Yeah. So Leah tells Keith... None of this is true. I never had anyone lie. I didn't botch the investigation. Nothing was botched. Everything's great. And I was duped that, by Mike okay. Wood. Cool waters. And. Okay, again, with the duping. I know you've been duped in the past, Leah, and you're not duped by Pam, but you were duped by Mike. And how I don't think you're using that word right. I don't think that word means what you think it means. How did Mike dupe her? Did you think he was a great guy and he Did was Did he tell you he you wasn't running and then he that's... ran behind your back and you thought <laughs> you were going to run unopposed? How were you duped? What? How, How did he duped? lie to you? Confu- I'm, I'm absolutely so not going to come after Pam for this. And then he did? No. Right. Right. The whole time he was running, he said, I'm running against Leah because of this Pam Hub thing. I'm going yeah. after Pam Hub. He couldn't have been more transparent. How did he dupe you? So the best part, the pot kettle moment is when she says, Mike has no integrity. Mike has what no does integrity. That mean to her. What is that word integrity? Because she also seems to misuse morals and ethics because she yeah. thinks she has them. So what does she think integrity means? I need can but we what send is her a it? What why is she saying that? Because he came after her because he stole her job and then came after her for something she refuses so to admit is that this she did. just sort of a thing where it's like you don't come after your own or what like why is she saying that maybe but i don't think that applies at all in this i don't think it's like the thin blue line that was my only prosecutors thought. i think she's just saying he lied he lied to get elected he slandered my name oh to get boy, elected. So it's He's so slandering poor Pam so Up's name just, to get it's elected. So rich. I can't stand it. So Keith incredulously says, "You still think Russ is guilty, yeah, don't you?" Right. He just asked the question we've been waiting for the whole time, and then in the oh. richest moment that has ever been get that, get those on waters TV going. since lifestyles of the rich and famous. Going. Get that river running. Leah says, I have never been presented with any information that suggests that someone besides Russ did it. And Keith is so upset. He just looks away. He raises his eyebrows. He does the only time I've ever seen him do this. Takes the papers that he that had his notes in the interview and just puts them away because it's just there's this no resignation point. in his face takes the papers like claps them on the bird you know get them together it's basically we're done here in a gesture i yeah. i have nothing more to say to you yeah facts don't matter to this woman so why do i even have notes why am i even talking to her i don't even know why She's we're talking changing. about it at this point Right. <laughs> I was excited for this interview. And by this point, I was with Keith. I was like, yeah, we're done here. We're, we're Same. done. 
I felt that like when he does that expression, that silent, he doesn't say anything. No, it's we're all done. in his body language. It it's the first time in the interview where he just doesn't say anything because he's like, there are. I'm no not going words. to dignify this with a response, Leah. Because right. I can't argue yes. this any harder. I can't present you with any more yes. facts that you are refusing to look at. It is the most infuriating interview I think maybe yes. I've seen on Dateline. Yeah, and we've seen some But she's just so unwilling to waver on any point that would point to her being even the tiniest bit at fault. I might even venture to say it's more infuriating than certain murderers we have had on Dateline that have had these ridiculous denials when presented with facts or defense attorneys that we have hated because they have presented the stupidest reasons why their client I'd couldn't have done it. I'd be willing to say it's in the top 10 of most frustrating, including sure. murderers and defense attorneys. Should I do a list? That yeah, kind that of could, could be, be fun. fun. Okay. So, like, but all I need to ask for help. You guys have to send me them because I can't think of them. I was, was too traumatized. Really like, wow, really? Yeah, yeah. So the only thing she will admit is she's not saying it's her fault. She's just saying if I hadn't run for prosecuting attorney, life would then be I very really different. was done. Oh, okay. So it's all about you. So your life would be very 100%. different. 100%. So would a yeah. lot of other people's, Leah. Mm, These kids would have had justice and maybe still have a relationship with their dad. But instead, she tries to pull this uh -huh. pity card at the end, which I have negative time for. That's how little time mm -hmm. there is for it. None of Nobody has time for it. It's, in, it's bananas. No. That is the most narcissistic comment that she makes. Well, if I just hadn't ever run... If I hadn't been so ambitious, if I hadn't wanted to make this county right. a better place by putting it's away criminals. basically that. Damn my hero heroic nature wanting to save my this My public county. servant spirit. Yeah. If she had just <laughs> yeah. said she was wrong. Even now, yeah, you know what? Say you're I would have accepted wrong. it today. I would have accepted it in this interview, even this late. You know what? I would have even maybe given her a break if she had conceded on one point. I would have been like, well, she did concede on that one point. She conceded on no points. Not any. And you know what? I don't know what she's thinking because America loves an underdog and America loves a public apology. We will forgive almost anything. Sure. If you own yeah, up to it. Yeah, because we all make mistakes. So everybody understands and can. Right. And, well, not everybody. They respect you more. If you but, make mistake, if you no, admit that some people made a will never forgive you because some people their nature is not to forgive. But I will say that a lot of people will understand the mistake, even if they don't yeah. forgive, they'll sort of see it and be like, yeah. okay, well, at least they admitted to it. You just are going to come off looking mm -hmm. a lot better. It must be mm -hmm. something legal was the, what I was left with is that there are legal reasons that she can't admit to it. Well, yeah, she well, she is being investigated right. for prosecutorial. Yeah, so misconduct. that might be why. But then, but why are you here? Why are you here? So she says the experience was taxing on me and my family. No, I feel bad for her family, but not for the reasons they probably have gotten a lot saying. of blowback from this case for her poor decision making yeah. and stubbornness. 
Yeah. She has remarried. She goes by Leah Cheney now. That and shade. The fact that she probably didn't want people one hundred percent correct. I laughed out loud when they said her new name. I was like, <laughs> and there goes the entire internet to find her. <laughs> oh, and they did. The amount of people that retweeted her website, her Facebook page for her, her business is called, I believe, the Cheney Law Firm or something like that. And there's a photo of her. She's not trying to hide it. And with her husband, I would guess, who is the other Cheney. And yeah, everyone was retweeting, don't hire these people. She's a fraud. She's don't. She's horrible. I'm actually kind of shocked she's still practicing. If I were her, but that's like just sort of how tone deaf she is, how she just doesn't see it. You're done. Yeah. So she says business is great. Not anymore. First of all, I don't think it is because I suspect she might be going on Dateline to drum up business. But if by some miracle it is doing well, she is going to lose at least 70% of her clients yeah. after this aired. At least. Because the, inter- the internet Unless comes after I am you wildly- for doing nothing. They're, they really like to come yeah. after you if you've done something like this. You're in trouble. Yep. Yep. So she says, I always believe that God has us right where we're supposed to be. Which again, was Russ where he was supposed to be when he was wrongfully convicted in prison? Was Lewis where he was supposed to be when he was killed by Pam Hub? What about Betsy's children? What about all the other people that have been harmed? What about all of us that case? no longer believe in man's humanity to man? All of us that have lost our faith right. in humanity because of this case and right. what's happened here. So mm-hmm. I don't think she's there to drum up business, though. I do disagree with you on that point. I don't think she's there to drum up business. I, I think she honestly is just thinks that she can make a good case for herself. I do. I think she genuinely believes it. And I don't know if it's narcissism or delusion or what it is. Delusion. But I think that her story had never been out there. And she was like, what can it do? It can only do good at this point because everything is so bad. Right. You have no idea how much worse this can get. You've opened yourself up. Because she hadn't seen the miniseries I'm sure she's seen it. No, when she did the interview. I'm sure she's seen it. These interviews are done months before. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. Hmm. And I don't think they're sending her a screener. No, but it it. is interesting that they call it the real Pam Hop. So they are trying to, by the way, that's what I wanted to tell you. I think they are definitely trying to let us know, like, hey, not everything in the miniseries is real. I don't know what. Do you hear the thunder? No, I disagree because I don't. It's really, it's real intense over here right now. I just think it's as accurate as possible. Kathy Singer, who was producer of all these, was also producer on the miniseries. So it was like a lot of the same people. So I think they did include it. They just have to say dramatized because they could be sued. And some of the stuff that happened behind closed doors, like no one knows how these conversations. We have no idea what she said to Lewis in the car. We have no idea how that went down. Right. But the bigger themes. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. So this killed me too. I'm so thankful it's worked out this way. I'm so glad it's worked out for you, Leah. I'm that's you're who really mattered. What does that even mean? 
she still has a job. I don't know. She has this great career still. No, this is a weird and, mantra um, that she's telling herself that it everything is just as it should be. God has me right where he wants me. This all happened for a reason. She's doing all that stuff, which is what we tell yeah. ourselves when something's awful has happened. But it's also what we tell ourselves when you're not taking responsibility for something that I have a feeling if you believe in God, God wants you to take responsibility for this. I really wish they hadn't left in that um, part of her doing that. This last part of her saying this stuff. Bringing God into it. Well, she no, is doing any religious. of this. This whole last section where she said it's like this whole all about right. me on this. Uh, that Whatever it started mm-hmm. with. What was it? That first thing yeah. that she said about. If I yes, hadn't run for that office. on, I didn't need. I would have loved it if we just yeah. ended with Keith packing the papers, giving the time to say <laughs> goodnight face. And then, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that would have been fine. But we don't get that. Yeah. So Betsy's family is obviously pissed. Betsy's mom, who always believed that Russ did it, even though she loved him as a son-in-law. Once Pam was charged with Betsy's murder, she called Joel and said, please tell Russ I'm sorry. And she cursed out Leah's name and the lead investigator and told Joel she couldn't believe she was brainwashed by them into thinking Russ did it. She used the word brainwashed. It's really sad. And then they do it like an insert shot of the lead investigator, Ryan McCarrick. And it's that he chose not to appear on Dateline. So um, he made the right decision, unlike Leah. And Mariah, who was a teenager, pressured into testifying against Russ, which has made him never forgive her. She's now a mom. It's really sad. And I think we all can agree that Russ has been through hell. But I think he does need to realize that the girls were very young and they were manipulated by officers of the law and a prosecutor, like people that were much older than them and in positions of power over them. And they were bullied into it, especially Mariah, into testifying Do you remember what him. I said earlier? How it's not in some people's nature to forgive, especially if it's a grievous wrong yeah. in their mind. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I think mm-hmm. that's where we're sitting. Yeah. And it's it's a shame yeah. because you're missing out, Russ. It's really I really sh- wish you could find it in your heart to, because I think they're very sorry. And and I don't like what yeah, is, what he so. says right now. He says when they go when they pan to him immediately after they show Mariah with their daughters, and Keith asks mm-hmm. immediately afterwards, "Could you find it in your heart to forgive them?" And he said, "Some cuts are really deep." Yeah, he doesn't say never though. Maybe after he watches so. this, because the most poignant part is when Keith asks Mariah, "What would you say to Pam Hup?" And she says. I don't know what I would say to Pam Hupp, but I know what I'd say to Lincoln County. Pam Hupp may have taken my mom, but Lincoln County took my dad away from me and ruined our relationship. Yep. She starts crying. She said, I was a daddy's girl. I really hope we can repair Come our on, relationship. Come on, Soften your heart a little bit. Pam pled guilty to Betsy's case. They're seeking the death penalty. They are looking into the death of Pam's mom because Pam allegedly 100% killed her mom. Allegedly. Mm. And also the mother is another person that might still be alive, if not for Leah Askey and the investigators. So two people. 
Russ can't believe his life was made into a mini series. And there's a surprise that wasn't a surprise to listeners of our podcast because I've talked about it on the show before. But Katie, I was shocked. Very surprised. I wrote in so- huge capital letters, <laughs> Kimberly wins because I had remembered on the podcast previous, maybe you had shipped them. No, no, I hadn't. They actually got together. That's what you're mis- You're just misremembering. I had read an article how they were together six months or even a year ago and talked about it on and the I podcast. And I had d- done goldfish yeah. brain on that. So I had completely forgotten. So yes, mm-hmm. it was. And I had not, again, watched the miniseries until after I watched this episode. So I had no idea. Right. So Carol, who was almost killed by Pam Hupp, approached, said she was Kathy from Dateline, offered her money. Carol happened to live across the street from one of Russ's game night D&D buddies. And the police were over at her house saying, Pam just killed this lady. You said you were approached by this lady. Let's in talking about it. And the friend said, Russ, they're interviewing the lady across the street. He yeah, it was great. Up. So they're together and it's because of Pam. So and they're engaged. One good thing. And they're engaged, and they're not getting married until he makes sure that Pam is convicted. Okay, for and now Betsy. go get your daughters back. Yeah, and yeah, enjoy exactly. your grandchildren. Please, please, please yeah. can we do? I yes. I am now shipping a relationship with his um, daughters. That is what's happening yes, now. Because maybe we can will in it to fruition. This episode is dedicated to Elizabeth K and Courtney with a K. See what I did there. Oh, there we go. W, not Kardashian. Elizabeth K and Courtney with a K. W. I know it's confusing. Elizabeth K and Courtney W is basically what I'm trying to say. We love you, ladies. We thank you so much for being Patreons. You are the anti-hups, the anti-askies. You did not ask it hup ever in your life. You're amazing at everything that you do. Hup and asky. It's a new show. <laughs> Up and oh, like like a buddy cup. It's a cup and ASCII. kind of, but like gone bad. But gone bad. Okay, a buddy I cup love with it. Buddy cops go wrong. You I two could be it. the good version of that. Yeah. Yeah. Good cops. Like Scar- Starsky and Hutch. Oh, were they good? That's cops? not the show. I've oh, never the seen show it. Show I was thinking of was Rizzoli that- and Isles. No, I was thinking of like the original Rizzoli and Isles about the two ladies. Murders you wrote. No, I can't think. I never watched it. I think it was a little before time but Cagney and Lacey there we go yeah we love you ladies you're Thank you. amazing beautiful people thank you so much for supporting the show we hope you enjoyed this very special episode thank you thank you all right b-roll bonanza I'm only going to talk about my favorite b-roll bonanza which is the friend of Betsy's that was almost the conservator or the beneficiary but yeah. said no Rita she's staring into a giant aquarium and I like Claire Danes and Romeo and Juliet. What are, <laughs> what are the fish? They're like orange and fluffy. Yeah, what beautiful. are those? I don't know what kind they were. Exotic Maybe a f- fishery? Yeah. It, and I thought, is that in her house? And then I was looking in the background and it looked like she was in the waiting room for a therapist or a doctor. You know, they sometimes have those large aquariums. But then I was like, why is Dateline filming, filming in a waiting room for a therapist? Maybe I could not figure it out. But it was great B-roll. I've never seen anyone have that. I also love the game night B-roll. I just have to reassert that. And if anybody knows what game they're playing in the B-roll, let us know. It's not D&D. It's not the right kind of dice. They did play a lot of role-playing games, they said. 
Okay, the thunder here is crazy, so I apologize <laughs> if everyone can hear it because it is so, it's so incredibly loud. I feel like God is about to smite me dead, also possibly about to turn the power out here. So okay. this, is, this is fun. Anyways, the one thing that I noticed, Joel in his office has a cool guy print behind his desk that says running with the land. It's a law thing. It's not a band. It's not a movie. It's about conservatorship of land. But it's this really like artsy, huge poster and the the juxtaposition between her office, ASCII's office and Joel's office is just a different world. Mm. She's got like a little plant and and he's like, (laughs) this is my cool guy office. Plants, you just got schooled by Katie. It didn't look real. I don't know if it was a real plant. No. And a mug with no writing on it. Yeah. Boring. No, we're not doing that. No one's doing that. Also, Mariah had a good little dog. Did you see her little dog? Yes. Yeah, good guy. Did you have any fashion police? What about Russ and Carol in full leather? What Do they have <laughs> motorcycles? They do, right? He r- works at a motorcycle shop. Why don't we get shots of him on the motorcycle? I We have in the past on previous Datelines. This okay. time we get him polishing a motorcycle because he works at the shop. Okay. Also, I- I'm going to go ahead and put this forward now because we've had it for about four episodes in a row. We had two, at least two. I probably missed two others. Staring off into space. We got to add it to the cards. It's got to go on. Yeah, staring into space. For because sure. that's a new one. Yeah. So we're just going to do it. Rush is, Russ is wearing a shirt that says, take the Pepsi challenge, which I did not like because I like Coke products. I did not um, remember him wearing that bright of tie-dye when he leaves he his interrogation. He was wearing tie-dye. The that brightest was of tie-dye. Yeah. Primary color tie Also, Joel loves a bright blue suit, and it is like his signature, yeah. and I like it. Joel's shirt is very expensive, by the way. You can I'm tell. sure. It's sort of shiny. Yeah. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It's got that expensive sheen. Yeah, I'm sure. Not to be confused with the Charlie Sheen, who's not, not expensive. We don't have time for Charlie Sheen jokes. Are you kidding me? Titles, what you got? Okay. Rustling up the truth. Love it. A family hup in arms. <laughs> Does that work? The deep cuts of Pam Hup. Love it. Because she did the pin and he talked about deep cuts. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead and I'll save my last one. Say hi to Kathy. The, yeah. I just like saying it like that. The real Hup date. Um, there we go. That's good. Lincoln County, not quite living up to our namesake. <laughs> yeah, not quite. I roll at Keith, heads will roll. Yeah, seriously. When push comes to shove, that's how Pam killed her mom. <laughs> Sorry. <they went. laughs> it's so subtle. And what I love is the subtlety. That's what it gets to me. Things are looking up, but they're not. Except they're not. Yeah. Things are not looking up for Pam. Maybe yeah, things better. are not looking up for Pam yeah. right now. That's all I got. Okay, how about this? Thea asking you a question. Why did you agree to go on Dateline? <laughs> Her name is so close to let me ask you. And I was like, Leah Askey. But seriously, why did she agree to go on Dateline? Do you have no a consensus? idea? Okay, great. I think you're right. I think she thought, I think you're exactly right. She thought she could prove her case and, you know, get some of her good name back. Okay, let's just keep going. What yeah. do we have? What do people on the internet I know are angry? I know they're bad. It's mostly about Leah. No kidding. I wonder why. 
Curry Wethington said Leah's reaction when she's watching tonight's Dateline when she realizes she allowed them to air her new last name and name of her law firm. And it's Job saying, I've made a huge mistake. Dateline producer said that Barbara, who is the neighbor, and Pam and their husbands used to double date at Buffalo Wild Wings. Of course, Pam loves Buffalo Wild Wings. Angela said, BWW does it again. Because everyone has been writing to me about Buffalo Wild Wings and how I'd never heard of it and never been there. And we talked about You had about heard it. of it. No, I, I don't think I had ever even heard of it. There's 45 in LA. I yeah. know you know what it is. It's yellow and black. No. You had to drive by it to get to my house. Do you think I'm paying attention when I'm driving? Maybe not. Yeah, probably not. All right. So there are 50 in Orange County. How <laughs> just, is this possible? I'm never, shocked. I'm I shocked. I've never heard of it. All right. I block out things that have meat in it because I just know it doesn't apply to me. Okay, that makes sense. So Dr. Strangelove says, I want to throw stuff at Leah Askey. We need to send Matt Murphy after her. <laughs> Matt Murphy is the anti It's the anti-Askey. He's a good prosecutor. I feel yeah. like he has ethics and he serves. <laughs> I don't know what that says, but I don't know I, what that it says something. It nature says something. one with nature. I don't know. Yeah. She had a maybe a plant in her office, maybe. I feel like I saw <laughs> but one. But it was fake. Sarah Williams says, I will not eat or breathe until y'all's reaction to this dateline comes out. Lies, but still, OMG. So she's really hoping that we talk about this episode, and we are. Jessica we are. says We're yelling about this episode. Does that count? Does same yelling thing. count as talking? Yeah, same thing. Dana says, this was my husband's first time learning what's up with Pam, and he needed an episode of Obama's new show doing the national parks to regulate his blood pressure after that infuriating journey. He listened to this episode. We've got the cool waters. It's nice. Yeah, we tried. Yeah. Lila says, rolling her eyes at Keith is one of the most audacious things she's done, and that's saying a lot. Correct. I agreed. Heather Kaufman won bingo. She said, I knew Pam Hub could get me bingo. So Pam did one thing right. I said, this is the best thing Pam has ever done. Yeah. Denise says, you can be bad at your job, but you'll never be as bad as Leah Askey. (laughs) So just tell yourself that next time you spill Coke all over your office computer or frame someone for murder. Well, just as long as you don't say someone came in here and spilled Coke all over my computer, you just as long as you're not doing that. You like, own up to it. Yeah. Everyone else did this wrong, but I did my job. Mm-hmm. That sh- She should just make a shirt. Yeah. I did my job, mm-hmm. Your Honor. Oh, my goodness. Did you hear the light? I heard that. That was quite loud. God is so mad at Leah and Pam. Or somebody outside is playing a really intense role-playing game. Thunder, <laughs> lightning. <laughs> it's Russ's game night, guys. Swirling wind. Yeah. LARPing Apollo's- in the dark. <laughs> Paula says, I'm willing to bet that despite all evidence to the contrary, when Leah Askey finished her interview with Keith, she thought to herself, that went well. <laughs> sure. I feel like she no, starts No, I think she did. Re- Do you think I so? I think she absolutely did. I think that that's the level we're at at the end. Yeah, that's the insanity level. Yeah. Well, I I cleared my name. I think she went home, sat down with her husband for dinner, and they're like cutting whatever, they're stofers. Mm -hmm. And she says, and he says, how did it go? How was Keith Morrison? He was polite. I think I did a good job making my case. (laughs) You know she was. Oh, my God. I can't. She should maybe stay away from the internet if she wants to keep that theory. That level of delusion. Yeah. Yeah. Her husband's like, I was on Twitter today. And she's like, I'm gonna give it are a quick they bing. talking about how great I did on Dateline? 
Did anybody defend her? No, I did not see yeah, one. Not and one. I looked through many a tweet. Yeah. Krista says, imagine. Wow, that's loud. Krista says, imagine how many Russ Farias are in prison because of Leah Askies. And I said, true that. One Russ Faria is Sandra Melgar. And I keep thinking about that. I thought about that the whole time. That Leah Askies name is Colleen Barnett. Yeah. I kept thinking about that the whole time, just that it made the evidence fit to what it needed to fit to prove mm-hmm. a case that didn't. Why? It happens all the time, too. Go after the real person. And they don't usually get this publicity of their wrongdoings. So they are able to keep doing it. They're able to keep asking it up all the time, all over the country. That's why people like Bob Ruff are important. Mm-hmm. By the way, we're going to be on Bob's Ruff's show again. So. Yes. This Joan Zone said, I've never driven by a law school and I still know more about law than Leah Askey. Momo says, I did not expect to watch the show and end up hating Leah Askey more than I hate Pam Hupp. Yet here I am. Here we are now. This is where Roberto, we Roberto, this one's for Katie especially. Roberto says, Leah Askey is the Inspector Javert of Missouri. Oh my gosh. Valjean, at last, <laughs> we see each other plain. Monsieur la mer, you wear a different shirt. And we will leave it at that. Thank you, everybody. Follow us on social media. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Let us know on a scale of one to... To Pam high Hupp, thunder. How enraged you were at Leah Askey. Because usually Pam Hupp would be our scale of how enraged we were. But now it's Leah Askey scale. So I don't know what to tell you. She's asking for it, right? Isn't that what you said? <laughs> Is that what you said? Wasn't that it? Yeah. Or something that like it. that. Follow us at Date Dateline on Instagram and Twitter and just keep on hopping. No. <laughs> We're done. I just came up with and that. I, you know what I'm doing? I'm shuffling my papers. <laughs> We're done here. She's giving me the cute look. Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Sorry, you said the 90 Day Fiance effect, and you cut out a little bit, and I heard the Beyonce effect. (laughs) And so I was thinking... No, she doesn't make mistakes. ...of the lemonade video when she's underwater. (laughs) I was thinking about that. I was like, what is she... Or Titus when he's doing the video in the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, I was dead wrong. All right.